You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Till we're on. Get, get on, Ron! What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a Tuesday night, a big show coming up. We have a special guest uh, joining us in the studio. I'll get to that in a moment. Hello to our uh, listeners through the Super Radio Network, SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast, 1170 AM on SEN in Sydney, SCNQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and, of course, SCN 1323 in Canberra. And, of course... You can catch the show via the SCN app. Make sure you download that and you can grab a podcast of the show. It's going to be an outstanding show tonight. Absolute. Well, actually, if you're listening to the podcast now, it's really good, except for Sats's last laugh at the end of the show. Uh, if you don't make it that far, you're not going to miss out on much. Grab uh, the podcast from wherever you grab your podcast from. In the studio tonight, in the Sports Day studio, we have, our, well, the bloke is here every night, Scott Sattler. Hello, Sats. Hello, Jase. You're not happy today. Listeners, I've just got to warn you that we have another angry man that's yelling for no particular reason, <laughs> and it's all around our national cricket captain, Pat Cummins. Matty Rogers joins us in. Back by popular demand, Matty. Oh, How thank are you? you. Thanks. It's great to be here. And I, I, I concur. I came in here and oh. he, he was red. He was steaming. <laughs> Honestly. I, you know, I thought I was a part of a different show when I walked in here. Um, yeah, it was uh, – I was a bit worried. I didn't, I didn't want to speak when I first walked I know. in. I know he's been he's been very upset all afternoon. We've calmed him down a little. Well, you can, he, he doesn't listen to anyone because apparently you know it will. He's self. He's a self confessed fourth one, best commentator in cricket. Oh, yeah, that's Jerno. No, it's cricket. Cricket. <laughs> Just cricket. cricket yeah. yeah. There's right. Crash. A couple of other blokes than me. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's a fact. You know why? Well, Barrett Sunderason. I mean, I'm not going to check it. So. Mm, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, he doesn't check his facts. It's it <laughs> it a bit right. rough. This early, starting this early tonight, <laughs> eh? Standard, standard. Uh, while you were sitting at home by the pool with your feet up, Matt, uh, Scotty oh. Sattler and I spoke to Titus O'Reilly. He did. Uh, great podcast nice. out. It's called Sports Bazaar. Again, not as good as Sports Day, but grab it wherever you grab your podcast from. He does it with Mick Malloy. And who doesn't love Mick Malloy? Oh, I love Mick Malloy. So uh, we had a chat with Titus the Savo. We had to get in between feeds. He's just become a new dad. So we've got that coming up for you real soon. We're going to talk about some of the most bizarre moments in sports and sats. There's plenty on this podcast. Plenty, plenty. There's um, some of the weirdest contractual clauses in mm. world sport, mainly baseball, the ones. One of the ones we didn't get to ask him actually is about uh, one of the baseball players that signed with his club. He demanded a bedroom, like a unit in the stadium. Right. So he would just wake up and walk down to training. 
like in the state. Save him on rent and, yeah. and buying a property. Um, so uh, yeah, there's <laughs> some about the Olympics. Um, You'll hear the words monkey testicles. Yes. Doping. All mm. in the same sentence. And so. wait till he tells you about, I mean, we all know about the Tonya Harding and Nancy oh. Kerrigan uh, kneecapping, but when he actually delves down into how idiotic <laughs> the people that carry that out is, it's it's quite humorous. There's got to be a lot more of that that goes on that we we don't hear hear about, you know, like sabotaging yep. the competition. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if anybody's got any stories about that that they might want to text in because I'm sure outside of the elite that we've heard of, yep. there's stories out there in uh, – Well, just uh, in rugby league land. Well, of course. Right. I remember going like – well, okay, when we were at the Gold Coast Chargers – in 1997, you, Gold Coast Chargers, team before the Titans, <laughs> if you're the, making uh, the first Gold Coast team to make the finals. But anyway. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, if you're going to make cheating allegations, can we t- say this on air? Do we need to get this clear? No, not lawyers? cheating allegations, right, but okay. in 1997, split competition, ARL Super League. We're going really well, so we want to try and take advantage in any way we can. So the opposition team used to arrive Friday afternoon because generally we'd be playing on a Saturday night. So we used to get the, the girls, this is quite sexist, un- unfortunately, but what? the girls from Shooters <laughs> used to, used to go, there, go to the, the arrival section of the, the airport. airport. And as the players came through and were waiting for their bags on the carousel, the girls were walking around giving out free drink vouchers. Yes. So straight away, the conversation was around, oh, how good yeah. Saturday night going to be? Hang on a sec. We've got a game to play. But that, I, I always said, mate, the, the 14th man for the Gold Coast was the Gold Coast. Yeah. Like, sides would fly in here and, and you would pray for a beautiful weekend because they'd, they'd rock in. They'd be looking at the stand, you know, at Broad Beach, looking at the beach, thinking, how good is this? Not thinking about footy. It was uh, it was a weapon, that's for sure. Wasn't it the same, though, in Cowell and Townsville? Didn't the girls turn up at the airport there and hand out tickets? They did, to too. Yeah. But back then, Cowboys were really easy to beat. Yeah, so. we, 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 uh, we, yeah we got barred from the Mad Cow. Oh, did you? Yeah, we did. Oh, also, yeah, there yeah. used to be the old, uh, if the team was staying at a at the hotel in your hometown, you would all, all you would organise alarm wake-ups at like 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock. And so <laughs> the opposition teams are getting wake-up calls at all hours oh. of the morning. So that always happened. All right, let's find out if uh, any of our listeners have got a story around how have you, uh, how have you cheated. <laughs> we want to find that out. No, not in sport. We want to find out how you cheated mm. in sport. Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 011 70. We don't want any blokes ringing up or any wives ringing up saying, yeah, my husband... Well, cheated. maybe, maybe it's, not, that, maybe right? it's not cheating. Maybe it's just like trying to gain an advantage. Mm. By cheating. <laughs> Cheating's harsh. Right. Okay, right. Cheating's harsh. Your chance to win a double pass to the Golden Eagle race day at Rose Hill, Saturday 29th of October. Thanks to Racing New South Wales. Rugby league. Good on you, Pete, for doing that. Um, also, while you're into it, um, send Matty uh, a text uh, if you want to ask him uh, any question about anything, 0457 736 736. We know you've sold one book. I know you're on father-son yeah. book tour at the moment. I gave two away to you two. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm three books down. It's, and, <laughs> it's going great. And I saw Sats looking at the pictures today. So uh, that was impressive. I'm looking at a photo of your son, Max, yeah. who's like six foot three, six foot four. Six four, now, size 13 you, feet. You're five foot nine on a really good day. <laughs> So I've been shrinking. Is there any oh, mate, I said any questions Chloe, that are asked? I said, listen, <laughs> Chloe, I'd really like to find out who his dad is. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, she's, uh, she's very tall, my wife, and she's, um, she's a lovely lady, and she would never do the wrong thing by me. I know that. And uh, he's, a, he's uh, just got his mum's genes, fortunately. Mm. Right. So he's, 
Did you hear the pardon that the pun? Like a re- that was a pardon re- the pun that there. Was, that was a really good, awkward silence from you two. Then I mean, you're, you're looking at me. Funny. No, when, you're doing gear already, <laughs> so and it's only ten past six. Because you say, you know, you know, in the jeans. You know, yeah. Hence, Chloe Maxwell was the jeans. Jeans West. Jeans West, West girl growing yes, she up. She was as a teenager. At, mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> audience. Getting into some Matt Rogers gear as we speak. Hey, what have you done to impress someone on a date? Now, I know we'll get to Sats' story. I mean, you you are batting above your average. You would oh, have had to pull out the big guns Mate, to get Chloe. I'll tell you a funny story. Yeah. Remember that old, that magazine Zoo Weekly? Oh, yes. Back in the day? I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no? So they did, a, they, did a, they did a top 10 Australians batting above their average. Yeah. I was number four. Oh, what? Wow. I was number four. Stop it. And I, I was. And... Mate, all my all my teammates were giving me a hard time about it. I'm like, boys, that's a wrap for me. Like you're the ones that aren't. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. Chloe's friends should be having a go at her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, right. that's right. She's batting below her average. <laughs> I'm a lucky man. Yeah, but I'm a lucky man. Did you have to pull out some? You know, mate. I, she stood me up for the first two dates, and um, and I I really wanted to go on a date with her, so I I said a third one, and I and I said in my mind, if this doesn't go ahead. And this is the last time I'm calling her. Mm. And anyway, uh, it went ahead. Um, apparently, she'd had a big night the night before, and she was she was very close to cancelling the date. I said, "Lucky you didn't, because this would you would not have all this." <laughs> As you point to yourself, <laughs> how the hell did you get her number? That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> she was drunk at the races one day. I think. There you go. <laughs> Sats, what did you do to her? like you? Because you are a romantic at heart. I am. You are batting above your average. Mm, your missus questionable. is smoking hot. Mm. Uh, she works here at SCN. You get a little bit creepy around my wife. Oh, no, I, I don't. Say. No, she, anyway. she, it's her. I can. It's the tension. But anyway, moving away from that, what you've done some stuff. What did you do? Uh, the first Christmas, I did a an elf elf <laughs> notes. So every day for fourteen days, <laughs> she got a different note to go to a, what? a shop, and that shop would then have another note to go to another shop. Right, which led her to the eventual present. Oh, is that yeah? That, Fourteen that's very days. Thoughtful elf notes. A lot of work. A lot of work. A lot of work goes into it. Obviously, worth it though. You know, happy this, and, you know. But this conversation started because a mate of mine went on a Tinder date. Oh. Okay. And what have well, you done to impress? What he just swiped right, didn't he? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know how it works. But he said he was telling me the story. He said I really like this girl, and so I swiped left or right, whichever way you go. And he said I read her profile and says I'm just love dogs. I love dogs more than anything. So. On their first date. What? He borrowed his mate's dog. Oh, that's good. Now, he doesn't like dogs. Oh, wow. But he borrowed his mate's dog just to go along to this date to impress her. So what, what have you done to what, impress? What happens if it, like, he, they hook up and it works and, like, it's a, it's a lie. It's based on a lie, this dog relationship. Died. It's it died. got a lie about something the rest of your life. There you go. Dog it's got died. run over. Emotional, need an, needs emotional support now. Yep, that's good. What about you, Jace? What have you done to impress the date? <sighs> Nothing. Anita? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. I don't have to do anything, mate. Yeah. Look at him. He's I don't busy. think I did do anything. is he? Yeah, that, absolutely. I'm a catch. Look at him. My poor wife. I saw her today. She's just yeah, she's at a wit's end. Hey, quickly, just before we go to a break, I uh, just want to get your quick views, boys, on the Rugby League Players Association. I want to introduce a bonus system for players who make the finals and grand finals. So you're looking at four grand for week one, eight grand for semis and prelim, and 16000 for a grand final. Thoughts? Mm. I didn't know how to think about this at first, but uh, my first reaction is, no, you earn enough money, why do you need to earn more just to make the finals? 
Uh, then I thought, you know, why do you need to be paid to make the finals when that should be your main motivation at the start of the year when you sign a contract? And Rat, you and I spoke about that off air. Yeah. Uh, Sixteen thousand dollars to make a grand final. Um, many would say a lot of the Parramatta players wouldn't deserve sixteen thousand dollars making the grand yeah. final this year. But you do get, I think, in excess of four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars to win the grand final. And last time I checked, you're not allowed to give any of that to the players because that comes under the salary cap. But if you win the grand final, I think that should be shared amongst the playing group or players that have played some Part first grade the throughout the year. Yeah, 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 percentage of how many games yeah, they play. Like each game's a share at the end of the year if you've won the comp and you've played 16 games, you've got 16 shares and you, you're sharing the money. What, what, what I don't uh, like about it, and, and we mentioned it before, is, is that just gives another bargaining tool for the stronger teams to get stronger. Consistently playing finals, they're, yeah. They're, they're paying, you know, they know that they're going to have more money in the coppers to, to give to their players. I, I don't like it if they're going to do it on the instant. I, I, what I like, you know, someone's making money out of the game at that point. Um, maybe they, they create, you know, like a, a retirement fund that, you know, if you play X amount of finals over your career, then, you know, when you retire. Like it. There's a golden handshake. And well, I don't know how golden it might be bronze if you play for the West Tigers, but um, you know, just you know, a little little bonus to send you on your way. I don't think it should be used in in the yeah. I, I think that there are better ways to to spread the money around. Mm. What do you think? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is our text. Uh, should there be bonuses for players making the finals? Uh, best text or call tonight. On one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, you'll score a double pass to the Golden Eagle Race Day at Rose Hill uh, Saturday week. Thanks to Racing New South Wales. And very quickly, before we go to a break and to Titus, I just want to uh, Sats, you want to sing out to the Greeks who finally scored a try in the World Cup this morning. I think they're growing in belief here, the Greek side, and who knows what a try would do for them. In this game, they are certainly not giving up. As they're going to kick him behind. Big chance here. This is going to be it. A moment of history. Sinteri Takamo with the first ever Greek try in the World Cup. (laughs) Now the... uh, Let's celebrate. On the text line, 0457 736 736, the dribbling accountant has said Braith and Asta would be celebrating. Yes. First try in World Cup history, the Greeks. Scored two in the end. Yeah, they got beaten by France. France yeah. mm. How did Lachlan Ilias go? Good. He's a good player, Lachlan Ilias. He is. Yeah. He is. There you go. Yasu Tikanias. Yes. Let's, uh, shall we take this music to the break? No. That's horrible. It's the Greek national anthem. Oh, sorry. That was great. <laughs> Wow! I do. I, I mean, I, I you do know love the Greeks their passion, invented everything. and I love Greek food too. <laughs> they <laughs> invented everything. I've got halloumi, halloumi oh, cheese. I got blocked oh, up one disgusting. day. Disgusting. Greek salad. How good's a Greek salad too? Oh, it's beautiful. How good are souvlakis oh. with the chips shoved inside? There's a lot of good, there's a lot of good things. That Tzatziki. Come from Greece. Tzatziki. And they invent. I got Greek friends. Paramasalata. Who? <laughs> Baklava. Um. Oh, yeah, anyway, my Greek friends say, "No, oh, we invented that." <laughs> we went to an Italian restaurant one night and they claimed they invented spaghetti bolognese. I'm going, come on. <laughs> no, it was lasagna. I've gone, it's just a, a dish of this. I've gone, oh, shut up. All right, here we go. We go to a break. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Enjoy. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage. Cars of the year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sa- 
the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, welcome back to it. Now, I'm very excited to have this guest uh, on the show tonight, Sats. You you and Gary Belcher uh, spoke to him oh, last year. Uh, his book came out called Cheat, which was just the cheats, great cheating moments in sporting history. He's now got a podcast out, and it is – we've talked about it. You and I talk about it each week. Have you oh. listened to the latest episode? And Gary <laughs> Belcher still doesn't even know where to get a podcast from. So we're, work, <laughs> we're working on that still. But, yeah, it's it's a show that Titus O'Reilly does with Mick Malloy. It's called Sports Bazaar. Uh, get it from wherever you get your podcast from. And I tell you what, some of these cheating scandals and sporting moments – throughout history are absolutely bizarre. Titus, joining us now on Sports Day. G'day, Titus. Oh, good to be with you. Mate, we love this podcast, and I think Mick's a good foy for you as well. Although, is he is he actually drinking during the podcast, Mick? It sounds like he's having a refreshing ale or two. <laughs> no, I think he does. that's his natural sound, I think. <laughs> uh, years of doing it, and... Who, who knows with him and I? It's, it's possible we are. It all blurs into one when we're together, I have to say. Now, you form a great partnership. You're the researcher and the storyteller. He seems to be this the clown sitting in the corner just waiting for his uh, left-of-centre opinions. But he's also the sports fan, right? Exactly. Mad sports fan. But um, where's the history come from with you and Mick? Has it, has it been a long association and relationship? Yeah, we've known each other for a long time, and we've done the, the front bar together in the past, and then often I be on radio and you know we'd we'd get together and i'd tell him these stories and he'd he'd say you know we'd have a break to do it in and at the end he'd say that can't all be true and i'd say well you wouldn't believe that's only like a quarter of the whole story and so we started to say well maybe we could do a podcast where we we get into the details and the idea is we don't care what sport it is it's just got to be a completely crazy story and uh, the sports world has no shortage it's a renewable resource I didn't realise that sports was this bizarre. 16 episodes to date, uh, all sports around the world. Even if there's sports, certain sports you don't like, there's always a story behind um, the different weird circumstances that will will entertain you. Now, originally, was a moment, one particular moment in sport that you always found just ridiculously weird that inspired the storytelling? Yeah, I think the, the most bizarre one that, you know, when I wrote my book, Cheat, it was the one that really just blew my mind was in the 2000 Paralympics when the Spanish team in intellectually disabled basketball decided it would be easy to win if they got people to just who were good at basketball and got them to pretend to be intellectually disabled, mm. which you know, that, that requires some, some real moral gymnastics to sort of do that. And I just thought it, that's when it occurred to me that there's no sport in the world that people won't cheat at. I mean, you can kind of understand cheating in the Tour de France. You become a, a multi-millionaire and get to date Gerald Crow. Um, <laughs> it's not the same in the Paralympics. <laughs> I tell you, some of the some of the great stories that you've covered off already. I'm just going back through them. Uh, there's the the players that swap wives. There's the early years of the Tour de France where competitors are catching trains. Uh, there's the doping, of course, in the Tour de France. Nancy Kerrigan and Tonya Harding. Just give us a bit of like you think of that one. And go, oh yeah, that's the was crime the of the century. This one. kneecapping. <laughs> Jeez, there were some big brains behind this one, wasn't there, <laughs> Titus? Oh, the the guys that did the actual kneecapping and the way they organised it, it was like a Coen Brothers movie. It was so, you know, crazy. I mean, the guy, 
the guy that actually did the kneecapping, a guy by the name of Shane Stan, he stayed the night before in a hotel basically across the road from the arena using his actual name and using his own credit card to hire an adult movie that night, which made it easy. And then he entered the arena and minutes before kneecapping Nancy Kerrigan, he forgot what she looked like. <laughs> and went up to someone and said, could you please point out who Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan is to be? <laughs> Leaving an absolute witness for, oh. you know, within moments before, later he does it. And someone said, did anyone see anything? Yeah, that guy was asking. <laughs> and then he, the day before he'd sort of mapped out his exit. And <laughs> the problem was his exit this time when he, when he did it was uh, – it was a locked plexiglass door, so he couldn't get out that way. So he headbutted his way through the plexiglass door almost and crawled through it and was so dazed from doing it. He then ran the wrong way from the getaway car that was waiting for him, and the getaway car had to chase him down. <laughs> and they they were caught within about two, two days by the FBI because they someone recorded uh, uh, recorded uh, them um, them planning it, and then they were going to record it to blackmail the other guys later. But they were bragging to people about doing it and playing them the tape, which led to an FBI tip off. Now, what what brought this to my attention? Your wonderful podcast, Sats, came into work one day. He said, "I've just listened to this podcast, but Titus, it's about the worst event in Olympic history, and it was the 1904 Olympics in St. Louis, Missouri." Uh, where the games went for six months. <laughs> it's not like the you know the two weeks that we get now, but the marathon, the marathon. There wasn't even a course set out, was there? There was, there were there were athletes having a sleep in an apple orchard and still finishing fourth in this marathon. Competitors being tra- chased off course by wild dogs. <laughs> Take us through this this marathon event at the worst yeah. Olympics. Well, well, they ran it in the afternoon, which they don't do anymore because it was only the, the, the third time they'd had a marathon. And it was 36 degrees and they ran it and they decided to not allow water except for two spots across the whole course. <laughs> and they also didn't shut down any of the roads. So they all had to run around cars and horses and all sorts of things. And like you said, one guy stopped in an apple orchard because he hadn't eaten before the race and had an apple and it was not ripe. So he felt not too good so he laid down and had a sleep he still got up later and came forth um one of the guys that did win it one guy jumped in a car and arrived at the stadium and everyone assumed he got out and ran into the stadium and everyone assumed he'd won and he pretended to go along with it until someone pointed out he'd been in a car and then the guy that won they actually gave um strychnine and brandy now, strychnine being the poison they gave him that and it was the first case of doping in the olympics and when he crossed the line, he fell down and they had to work on him for four hours to bring him back to consciousness. <laughs> so it was just an absolute mess. And like you said, one guy got chased a mile off off course by wild dogs because <laughs> there was no one, there was no organisation whatsoever. <laughs> Titus, so, what? So it was just, just an absolute mess at every level. Well, why did those Olympics go in, in 1904? Why did they go six months? Well, they went six months because the, that and the Paris one, which is 19, no, 1900, they're, they're known as the Farcical Olympics because they both were alongside the World Fair. So they both went for six months. And the Paris one had hot air ballooning uh, with how far you could go in a hot air balloon. 
And one French guy flew from Paris and the winds took him and he landed in Russia. <laughs> and it was promptly arrested by the Russian police because he didn't have a visa. And he had his wife with him and they were thrown into the police station and the police station were giving them water and he said to the police, you know, in the balloon I've got a crate of French champagne. And they said, oh, that'd be terrific. So they sat around and drank the French champagne with him while his wife rolled them cigarettes, waiting for the authorities to give him the clear to go back to Paris. <laughs> nice. oh, something that is pertinent to Australian sport is, of course, contract clauses. And this is one of the latest episodes that's come out over the last week. Um, weirdest contract clauses. Now, this blew my mind that one of the baseball athletes, Ray Caldwell, uh, Titus, had a clause that he had to drink after a game. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he he was known as a, like a very talented player, but would go on these benders. And so when he he, he was on his last chance, and so this manager said to him, "Look, I'll sign you, but there's, you've got to read this contract." And he read the contract, and he said to the manager, "I think there's a problem here. It says I have to drink after a game." And he said, "I think you're you're missing the word not." <laughs> and he said, "No, no, that's what I want you to do. It's in your contract that you'll play a game. Here's a pitcher. You'll pitch." That night, you'll get written off. <laughs> then you'll recover. You don't have to come to practice the next day. But by the third day, you have to be sober. And by the fourth, you pitch again. And then we repeat the whole thing. So it's in your contract to actually drink on certain days. Neymar, the soccer player, got to put his contract in his last time. He was 41. He played back in Brazil after all his success. Uh, he got put in his contract that he had to be allowed to go out to nightclubs twice a week. And that was without being fined. That was actually another clause he had in his contract too. Oh, Now, one of the great stories, and I think it's one of Australia's great historical sporting stories as well. I don't know how we don't know more about this, but and the listeners will know, Titus, I love my boxing. The story of young Griffo, this is, I can't believe this isn't a movie. Yeah, this is a guy called Albert Griffith who was our first international sporting star. He was a boxer, uh, became world champion, went over to uh, the US and was described by the Ring magazine at the time as the greatest defensive boxer of all time. Um, he fought over, you know, well over 200 fights and only lost three times. Uh, the thing was, he never trained ever in his life. He hated training, so he just never trained and said he rarely ever fought a match sober. So he still was known, despite all this, as one of the best ever. He started as a, a leading a street gang in Sydney. In and the Rocks, because the Rocks was the roughest part of Sydney at the time when he grew up. And he came to the top of it by whoever was the best fighter became the leader of the gang. And so that's actually how he trained to become a boxer. Uh, beat everyone. Absolutely amazing guy. But one of the one of the strangest uh, stories, and probably, like you say, Vic and I often talk about that, that that's got to become a movie at some time. It's one of the greatest stories ever. It's where the saying, happy as Larry, came from yeah. as well, the story of young Griffo. Yeah, well, Larry Foley was a guy who um, actually coached him and was the world, Australian champion before him. He, he, he coached young Griffo. But he fought a match on the uh, New South Wales-Victoria border because they were illegal back then. It was a huge uh, boxing match and there was betting on it. And uh, everyone bet on Larry Foley to win, and Larry Foley won. And the newspaper reporter um, said, how do you feel, Larry? I feel incredibly happy. And then they went and asked some of the punters how they felt on winning, and they said, we're as happy as Larry. And that's where, the, where it all came from. And that exact boxing match, 
It was in New South Wales. The Victorian police watched on from across the border wanting to arrest them, but it was out of their jurisdiction. And little did they know, Ned Kelly was watching in the crowd and he'd just robbed the, the jewellery bank a few weeks before. <laughs> Incredible. Look, before we let you go, I'm going to see if there's any new, there's some possible new topics for you to look into, including cheating in fishing. Can you believe it or not? But my, I'm going to channel my inner Mick here, the monkey <laughs> testicle doping scandal. What was going on in Europe in in the 30s with and, and 40s with, with, with this monkey testicle doping? Well, there was this scientific study going on for years that you could basically grind up monkey testicles. Uh, I never thought I'd be saying this on the radio. And... Uh, <laughs> and inject it into people and it would get revitalised them and give them this strength. And so it, it, it caught on. It was huge in soccer. There were whole, you know, one of the FA Cups became known, both teams were known to be on it, and it was known as the Monkey Testicle Cup, <laughs> which uh, better than any branding we have these days for sporting <laughs> events. Um, and it was, just, it was just one of the weirdest things they ever did. And the, and the funny thing is the only reason it stopped is World War II breaks out. Um, they were meant to be investigated for it, and they did, everyone just forgot it had ever happened. And, uh, it, it went on for years. Absolutely amazing. Not not something I really want to try, I have to say. <laughs> no, no. And lots of doctors made a lot of money out of that. It makes Lance Armstrong uh, look soft. W- what's your take on the fishing cheating that's going on at the moment? And can you explain that to our listeners? Well, it was found in competitive fishing in America that a bunch of guys, they were handing in their fish, which is obviously done on weight, and they were... <laughs> putting like you know metal sinkers and weights in the fish when they handed it over and people got caught doing it in real time and look the fishing guys take this cheating seriously those guys almost got beaten up on the spot they don't they don't wait for a review from you know the sort of the, the authorities they always beat them up on the spot but it proves to me when I started writing a book on cheating, I, I, googled, I literally googled every single sport: badminton, you know, snooker, you name it. I googled every sport, thinking I have to be able to find one single sport where people don't cheat, and I couldn't. Every sport has cheating, and it, it, it taught me that for cheating to occur, all you need is two things: people and something to compete over, and then that's all you need. You don't need money or fame. That's all you need, and that happens in every single one. Sports Bazaar, it's an outstanding podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe to wherever you get your podcast from. Also, far, uh, i could tell you, Christmas is not far away. Get, get uh, your loved one the book Cheat from Titus O'Reilly. It's outstanding. Mate, we appreciate your time on Sports. Oh, and congratulations. A new dad, by the way. Well done, mate. Oh, cheers. Thank <laughs> you. Yes, uh, I'm doing all this sleep-deprived. Uh, it's been absolutely a joy, so thank you very much. Yeah, great stuff. Thank you very much for joining us. And also, if you want to catch Titus, you can see him Tuesday nights on the cheap seats. Outstanding show as well. Titus O'Reilly, Sports Bazaar. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Great. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Gary Belcher back out next week on Sports Day. Matty Rogers in the studio tonight. It's the Rat and Sats. Yes, it is. Oh, that's got a ro- order. Oh, sorry, mate. Your name goes you got first. a ring? That's got a ring to it. It's Sats and the Rat. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're just talking to Titus O'Reilly, and we could have spoken to him for another three or four hours, and you'll get him tonight, actually, if you listen to the podcast last night or whenever it was. Tuesday nights, the cheap seats. Great show. Uh, also, um, we've got... Uh, 
Muzz has said, yeah, it was also the show called The Front Bar, of course, with Mick Malloy and Sam Pang. Outstanding show. Yeah, it's show. a great show. Talk about cheating at the Royal Easter show many years ago at the old showground, the night before the judging of the Supreme Champion Hack. Someone cut the tail off the horse favoured to win the event, Jeff from Yass. <laughs> I think he's just giving himself up. That's incredible. Mm. Hey, do you want to talk about the other big story that broke this well, afternoon? Well, we, we know you are waiting to talk, talk about, about it. it. A media release came out at 12.17pm uh, this afternoon from Cricket Australia saying that Linter Energy has withdrawn its sponsorship of the Australian cricket team. They've, they've, um, they're putting into other areas of sponsorship that will go through until – June 2023, so the end of this cricket season, they'll mop up some other stuff. So um, then Pat Cummins faced uh, the media this afternoon and there was questions around, did he have anything to do with this uh, decision? He had a meeting with uh, the CEO of Cricket Australia, but uh, he's... His position on energy companies and whatnot had nothing to do, this is what Cricket Australia is saying as well, had nothing to do with the decision by Alinta. This is the second day in a row now we're hearing uh, sports people who represent our country talking about sponsorships. We had the stuff uh, about Gina Reinhartz with the Netball Australia uh, and her sponsorship of the team. And, and it goes back to disgusting comments from Lang Hancock in 1984 about Indigenous people, and that's disgusting, and no one supports that. However, this is his daughter. She hasn't made these comments. And then there's other thoughts about, uh, there's other comments about the netballers not wanting to have anything to do with mining companies because morally they don't agree with it. Boys, and and our listeners have got strong opinions on this, Mm. on 0457 736 736, what do you make of it? uh, Is Pat Cummins in the right? Should he be voicing his opinion? What should happen? Well, he should voice his opinion because it's it's what he believes in and whether you agree with it or not. Um, And, Rat, I'll let you use the quote that I think hits the nail on the head when it comes to sport and not introducing something. But in sport, you've got to be also careful what you wish for. And what I mean by that is, you know, sport is a – it's a really good conduit between life. And it gets – Sport gets through people gets people through a lot of struggles in life as well. It's you know it's sometimes it's the one thing that some people can depend on. Not everyone, but be careful what you wish for when you start making a stand on too many things that go against your values for whatever reason. Because the pool of multinational and international companies that are willing to partner with sport are limited. They are. And so when you empty that pool, are you going to play for free? Mm. Or are you going to play for minimum wage? Yeah. And then, and I think as a player, I'm certainly not the type of player that's like, mate, your job's to play. Shut up and play. That's, that's not what I'm saying. But politics and sport are just they're things that should not mix. Mm. I watch sport to watch sport. I love it. We're a sporting nation. People get behind our teams. But what drives people away in their droves is politics and sport mixing and the minority groups banging their drum over this, that and the other. We just want to watch sport. We want to enjoy it. Uh, look, I, I don't know exactly what Pat Cummins said. I don't know. I'm, I'm not across it 100%. But, man, Alinta Energy, that, what do they put in a year? 10 mil. 10 Over million. Four, 40 mil, four years. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of money. Because it's about your brand now, isn't it? Yeah. It's about individual brands. Is that one top 1%, 2% in any sport yeah. that can always ask maximum salary, and can get third-party deals, whatever it may be, in rugby league, cricket, AFL, and it's about their brand. How is it going to make their brand look, as opposed to being a team player? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm not I'm not against 
I'm, I'm not. I'm not for you know human. I'm for human rights, and I'm for for all that stuff that you know goes along with a lot of these multinational companies. That you know, if you dig deep enough into anything, like anything, you're going to find something. And if you're an athlete and you're spruiking this and spruiking that, well. You just got to be careful because people might start digging into your life. Well, you want to make sure all your ducks and, are in order. And wonder, yeah. oh, okay, well, let's check out what car he drives. Who owns that? Where, where can we trace that back to? Let's let's see what <laughs> you know. Do you? You've done the research. Mm. Well, well, let's let's. <laughs> how 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 is I mean, how's Pat you, Cummins you, getting from Brisbane to Sydney? But do you know, is what, he is he walking or cycling? Well, rowing. Well, I'm not sure. He, yeah, it could be rowing. Yeah, he's yeah. rowing, yeah. But what about the carbon footprint he leaves behind when he travels the world in business or first class playing cricket? The hotels he stays in. His phone that is manufactured overseas by one of the biggest and, polluting countries in the world. And this is the thing. I mean, he you, you just, he you've got to be careful <laughs> because, you know, as a professional athlete, I lived that life and you live in a very privileged position. Mm. A lot of the people that support those teams, they would give a left arm to be able to do it. I mean, they probably wouldn't be able to do it without their lift, left arm, but <laughs> they would give a limb to be able to do that. And, you know, we were lucky enough to be able to do it. And if you're going to sit there and criticise the people that are paying your bills, and I get it, look, there, there might be some discrepancies in some things that they do. Like you said, Sats, the pool of sponsors that are going to put in $10 million a year, they are, they are not big. No, they're not. They're not. Now, can I play devil's advocate a little bit? You can. Mm. Okay. What about players who don't partner with specific industries like gambling? Like we see Sonny Bill Williams when he came back for the Roosters um, where he didn't want to wear a gambling company on his jersey. And so the Roosters, like the Roosters do very well, they manage the situation really well. Mm. Uh, What if that bled amongst a lot of the other players and they asked for that also, which... I think religious beliefs are different well, that's the, well, that's the uh, drinking or, or, or food Amla, companies. Amla, the South African batsman, is a devout Muslim and a beer company was a sponsor of the South African cricket team. He was fined because he, he refused to wear the logo. He was mm. fined 50% of his match payments every single game. Right. And he was, was happy, but he stood on his beliefs and, absolutely. and he popped it. So if, do, do some of these cricketers and, and, and the netballers, do they want to start giving up their money? Well, that's a question that they, only they can answer. But you know, uh, I mean, should they be fined? Should their their match payments be de- decreased? Should their contract be decreased? I mean, it's well, if Alinta Energy makes up a certain percentage of whatever commercial agreements and money comes into the game, does that percentage of say Pat Cummins's money becomes null and void? Mm. Mm. What he gets paid is it sixty percent of of their commercial agreements throughout the year, their revenue? If so, uh, he can play. And Linter Energy can be the sponsors, but he doesn't accept any money, you know, pertaining to that percentage of what they inject into the game. And he wasn't going to appear in their commercials anymore. And the reason well, there's was been, there's been a few players that have, have said that absolutely they didn't want to appear. But also, apparently, I read somewhere in an article this afternoon that he's a part of his agreement was two years to appear in the Linter uh, Energy commercials, and that period's over anyway. So right. he wasn't going to appear in in the new ones. That's fine. That's 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 his decision anyway. And again, we're not saying this is the reason why Linter have withdrawn their sponsorship, but no. there's a lot it seems to be a little bit of a coincidence. Let me quickly throw this one out before we go to a break. Are we going to get to a stage with say Cricket Australia or, or or the major sports in this country where the players have the final say on who sponsors the team? Oh, I could never get to that. Well, it's going to get to a stage where Cricket Australia has to go to every player and say, 
what are your values? What do you believe in? What are you not willing to go near? And have a list. And then that's given to the commercial department that then looks at what what arrangements <laughs> they have. That is shaking his head. Oh, no. You can't do that. I oh, know you can't you, do it, but is that, is that how the world bad our cricket in? team would be? Now, <laughs> we love you always, Rocky. says, hi, gents. I appreciate the discussion on Linter, but Jason Satsy came out very strongly in support of their manly players who stood down. So if the Aussie players are happy to take the hit, then fair play to them. You can't have it one way on one issue, but a different way on another. And I think you probably answered that. Is that more around religion? Which I think became a contradiction, mm. Rocky, I've got to say. As the days played on after that, I felt as it became more of a contradiction mm. uh, with players standing out because of the pride jersey, but happy to do hand signals to a, to a former player that had been convicted of a, of yeah. a, a serious crime. So, Great. Craig from Maitland, sorry, is just sending a text going, Pat Cummins has made a big mistake. Go woke, go broke. Cricket Australia is in a lot of trouble. Yeah, look, it's pretty strong. I'm not, I'm not sure that, you know, cricket has been the same for a long time. I think cricket's been, in, you know, on the back burner for a little while. They're just, they're just playing, they, they play a lot of cricket, they play a lot of games. And, um, you know, this is just going to add to their woes, I think. Mm. In other news, Pat Cummins uh, has become our 27th ODI skipper. First bowler since Shane Warne. There you go. Yep. Incredible. But did he? Oh, it doesn't matter. I, I'm, I, Don't I, yell I'm getting more, yelled. honestly. <laughs> I'll start yelling at clouds. He's dug his own hole. Uh, this is Sports Day uh, with an environmentally friendly shovel too, I do believe, made out of bamboo. This is Sports Day for Kia. Back in a moment. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage. Cars of the year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, Matty Rogers uh, in the studio tonight. Uh, we're talking about the uh, the whole Alinta Energy withdrawal from Cricket Australia sponsorship. That was announced by them this afternoon. They're going to put their money into another area for marketing and not necessarily around the comments um, and, and the beliefs of Paddy Cummins. We've got Troy on the phone. Uh, Troy, what would you like to say? I'd like to say that um, our professional sports stars get paid enough money and we need the sponsor. They need the sponsorship no matter where it comes from and they just have to cop it. Like, do we, do we not like Telstra? Mm. So if half the, half the competition doesn't like Telstra in the NRL, do we? What do we do? Mm. Yeah, uh, exactly. the Optus, uh, Optus pre- yeah, yeah, I mean, it was the Optus like, Premiership when I started. Sponsorship, yeah. guys. Like, like the Penrith Panthers, where I was born and bred, up there in uh, Samaria. Yeah, the Riff. Sponsored by Oak. So yep. if I don't like milk or strawberry milk, so what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you, if, you, if you're yeah, against right. cattle farming, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're in trouble. Well, what if he was, is a celiac and you no, couldn't have well, milk? he's right. He's yeah. right, though. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, obviously, you've got to draw the line somewhere, but we're not owned by billionaires like privatised yep. sport in the US. I mean, when sponsors are important. All right, we'll get back to this. This is a hot topic. We'll get back to it after the news. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Back in a moment. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon.
Kia, Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, cars of the year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Yeah, welcome to the second hour of Sports Day. Matty Rogers, our special guest in the studio tonight. 0457 736 736 is our text number. If you want to get involved in the second hour, uh, best text uh, tonight wins a double pass at the Golden Eagle, October 29 at uh, Rose Hill. Thanks to New South Wales. Rugby Ru- League. No, New South Wales Racing. Not New South Wales Rugby League, Pete. Did, didn't, he, didn't he just nail the Everest? 46,000 people at Randwick. That's gold. all Pete's work. Yeah, absolutely. And the Golden Eagle to back it up. Yep, that's coming up as Saturday week, uh, your chance to win that. Uh, we'll get to more of your texts in just a moment, thanks to McDonald Jones Homes. And, of course, your calls, one three hundred oh one 01 1170 McDonald Jones Homes uh, birthday sale is, is on now. A lot of people want to have their say around our sports people over the last couple of days coming out and talking about uh, and against sponsors and, and what we had the netballers and now today – um, Alinta Energy have now withdrawn their sponsorship from Cricket Australia from June uh, next year. They're going to put that money elsewhere. Um, and a few people having their say about this uh, tonight. James from Hornsby is on the line. James, welcome to Sports Day. Hey, hey evening, guys. Evening. Um, regarding Pat Cummins and uh, on their sponsorship, oh, we don't want mining companies that are bad for the environment. Can you get him on and ask him? Can you give you a name, a few names of solar panel companies or wind turbine companies that will cough up the same amount of money? And maybe you could get him, get him to answer. Maybe we can get who manufactures. Well, you know, the company, country that manufactures most of them. Well, you know, maybe, oh, that's China. Mm. Now, they're not, they're not big polluters, really. And their human <laughs> rights are okay. All right. You know, All so, right. yeah, 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 let's yeah, have yeah, yeah. them. All right, just for the record, Pat, you know, come- <laughs> hey, we've got we've got to go. Pat Cummins uh, hasn't said anything about mining companies. Can we just get that that straight? But there, there is a general consensus from fa- sporting fans that they don't want to see their sporting heroes, no matter what sport, interfere with what's happening with sponsorship of mm. teams. It's it's an isn't it an honour just to play for Australia? Does it really matter if you've got Telstra, Qantas, uh, Alinta, whoever on your jersey? I mean, Matt, did it affect you when you played for the Wallabies? No. Did you care? No, um, I, I wasn't that woke, I, I guess. But, mate, if, if I was going to do anything to help, I, I, I just wanted to help kids. Like, you know, we, we have a charity to help kids. If you, I feel like it gives you a platform to help people. Use it to the benefit of other people that are less fortunate than you. Um, and that's the way that, – that's where I see sport gives a great platform for professional athletes. Mm. Sats, did you care? No, I, don't, I didn't care. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a huge gambler and have never been a huge drinker. It's <laughs> in, pretty boring. Invite <laughs> me to a party. I'm a blast. But it wouldn't bother me that I that I would have a uh, you know an alcohol or a gambling business company on on my jersey. Um, one of the text uh, listeners here is on two eight zero says, uh, "Surely we have to know the difference between not liking Oak or Telstra and sponsorship relating to religious or these days climate issues, and they are di- religious issues. I think are pr- primarily different." Yeah, I'd agree. Yes, with that. because yeah, because you, you got your religion, and but with the climate issues, like we're saying, there's so many links attached to it. There's so many different levels that you've got to dig down to see where the you know, where the values lie and what attachment they have. Um, Do you think there is lactose intolerant players at the Raiders and Canberra Milk were all over the jersey? Do you think, you know, but they said, look, 
I get a little bit. I get a bit of wind when I have a glass of milk. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have that sponsorship. Yeah. No, I, I think that's – yeah, I, I know what you're saying there, Jace. It's a little facetious, I see. Yeah. But, no, a little. But, uh, now, uh, Warzel is on the text line also. He says, what does he believe in, though? Now, we're not saying Pat Cummins is the real reason why Alinta Energy have, no. have pulled their sponsorship from Australian cricket. But uh, that's the question everyone is missing. I, don't agree, I didn't agree with the vaccine mandate. And in Perth, that meant I couldn't go – uh, out to even buy a beer at the bottle shop. I lost my job, but I was prepared to make a point. What is Pat Cummins' game? All good to talk a big game on climate and energy companies, but happy to have them line his pockets. I think the problem is with the hypocrisy of it all. If you truly believe it, stand up and take a hit and make a stand otherwise, shut up and enjoy your career. Hmm. It's pretty tough. 0457 736 736. Uh, keep your text coming through. Mick from Wollongong's on the phone. Mick, uh, welcome to Sports Day. Thank you, fellas. What do you got to say about this? Um, well, look, here's what I don't get. Our, oh, I'm no greenie, right? I just want to get that sorted straight away. But all our goals in Australia for carbon emissions reductions are 2030, 2040 and 2050. Now, who's to say that Gina Reinhart and a Energy in separate camps aren't committed to reducing greenhouse emissions? You can still be an energy company and go greenish. It's a very short-sighted point of view from the man who's been given all power at Australian cricket now, and you know what happens when one bloke has all the power. And uh, was it who was what was the female team that that barred netball? Um, the diamonds. Okay, now Gina Reinhardt is a you know I see hashtags everywhere on Instagram about strong force for women and women you know uh, who perform and all this sort of stuff. And Gina Reinhardt is one of those women, yet. It's been thrown back at her because of a short-sighted view by the players. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't get agree. it. There's a woman who's thrown in about $350 million into sport in Australia, P- quietly and privately, you know, sponsors and pays for Australian swim team members to, to not worry about having to work and train. And, so, and she does all that quietly. She yeah. cops it, I think, because she's rich. Mm. And, and and you're right. There's a woman, a powerful woman in Australia who gives to the community, but she's copying it. Mm. It doesn't yeah. make sense, does it? It doesn't. No, no sense at all. No, thanks for your call, uh, Mick from Wollongong. Mick's right too here. smart for this show. He makes too much sense. I know. Mm. I feel like I was on, I don't know, 2GB there for a moment. <laughs> I've got to say, it was, he made That's some great good. points, yeah. really good points. He and did. Steve really quickly said, what does woke mean? I, I have no idea. Yeah, Maddie, you're throwing it around oh, just a lot. That, you know, that, that – um, it's that, an injustice that, in yeah, society. The, the movement that yeah. sort of, you know, it's, we're, we're smarter than you and we know better and you don't know what you're talking about, that sort of group of people that think that they know best and we are just mere mortals that know nothing. Are we just old blokes who yell at a cloud? Yeah. Is that, is that what we are? You, that's you, me. That's me. Most of the time. Can we, can we uh, and again, we're not, we're not bashing Pat Cummins tonight, but this is all happening in a, in a cluster at the moment. And I, I don't know, I'm of the view, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm of the view that our sporting stars are getting too much to say. And I don't mean they should shut up, but I think they also got to need to read the room as well. And I think a lot of Australian cricket fans are in disagreement with what's going on at the moment. And I, I haven't come across anyone who agrees with the players from the Australian Diamonds team either. Mm, like, yeah. I, I don't get that. Well, I really being, don't get it. Being the, in the 
top echelon of cricket commentators, you, you would top know this. Four. <laughs> yeah, I, do. I was talking to Crash today about it, and we, <laughs> we agree on this. Actually, Crash won't take my calls. Who am I kidding? Hey, can we pivot a little? We had uh, Titus O'Reilly on the show recently talking about cheats and that in sport, and his amazing podcast called Sports Bazaar. Cuzzy Bro from Brisbane on the line. Uh, you want to talk about a cheating incident in the 76 Montreal pentathlon, pentathlon fencing? Yeah, hey boys, how are you going? Yeah, yeah good, really Cuzzy. Cuzzy. Mate, change the mood for us. Change the tone for us, could you? Do you remember they called this guy, the media called him, this honest Chenko, right? He was a Ukrainian pentathlete and he was in the fencing, he was doing the fencing part of the um, modern pentathlete, right? And he had this electric thing rigged up to his grip. They call it the epi. So when he made when he, when you make contact in the right zone, you get a point. So he was he was getting points, and he wasn't making any contact. <laughs> and then they found out he had he found out he had this electric thing rigged up to his grip, and he got disqualified and sent home. Boy. Outstanding. That's outstanding. I think you know, Alex Watson. Yeah, Alex Watson. Yeah, he tested positive. Was it to caffeine? Is that right? Yeah, no, for caffeine, he got disqualified and sent home from 1992 Olympics, right? Yep. But then he got subsequently cleared later, like through. It was a bit tough. He got sent home too. But this scubber guy, they called him Dishonest Chenko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually think that's, that's great. Thanks for your call, Cuzzy Bro. I, I actually think that's in Titus's book. Mm. Could cheat. I remember us talking about that with him with him last year, early in the show. If you're just joining us, by the way. Uh, Matty Rogers slammed the Greek national anthem. <laughs> I uh, yeah, yeah. I, you did. Very disrespectful. I, think I love said, Greece. Mm. I love Greece and I love all you Greeks out there. I but you Greek did food. say, what is this rubbish <laughs> when we're playing the Greek national anthem? Scott and I were shocked. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we thought we'd play a little game with you now. This right. is where Matt Rogers... Uh, names the national anthem. Oh, okay, great. okay, yeah. So let's can we warm can we warm him up a little bit? Well, he's, he's, he's been around the world a fair bit touring. Very, he'd, very he'd, know worldly. Lot, he'd, he'd know a lot very of the anthems. You are. Here we, uh, here we go. This one. This will warm you up a bit. It's America. Beautiful. Yep. Is that one crap ding. as well, mate? Is that no, no? I reckon that's the best anthem in the world. Have you got a ding? Have you got like a ding? Just, just for. Just for sheer, like the, the actual yep. nature of the song, it builds to a crescendo, and it's you know it's great. I, I love that national anthem. I've I've heard that many a time. All right, I don't have a ding. Uh, what <laughs> else can we? What else can we give him? Oh, did you play? Which countries did you play rugby in in Europe? You can't oh, ask him which country. A lot. Wow, few. That's easy. Seriously, oh, you don't know that? It's the Brisbane Lions theme. <laughs> Is that the Brisbane Lions theme? No. What country? Oh, I don't know. Um, Have a listen to it. Here we go. <laughs> Sounds very... Are you serious? Very Russian? No, no. <laughs> it's the French oh, national French. anthem. I did play in France a number of times, so didn't I wasn't focused on their anthem, though. <laughs> Sats, feel free to jump in any time. Yeah, yeah, um, help me out here, Sats. Uh, this one, I don't think you'll... Oh, you might get this one. Oh, I'm sure tough. you would have played rugby here. Is that Wales? No. Um, no, not in Europe. Not in Europe. No, South Africa? No. No. Canada? Sats? No. Argentina? 
No, it's Japan. Oh, Japan. Oh, wow. It's the Japanese. Oh, I, I didn't actually play. I played against Japan, not in Japan, though. So that one's not crap? Is that okay? No, that sounds good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You no chance of getting this one, both of you. That's the Ukraine. No. Czech, oh. Czech Republic? No. Uh, They're in South America, this mob, aren't they, Jack? Oh, yep. Venezuela? No, close. P- Peru? No. Oh, Puerto Rico? Oh, God, are we going to sit here on a <laughs> Ecuador. Ecuador. Oh, of okay. course. That, that was my next guess. guess. <laughs> you guys are hopeless at this anthem game. Uh, Rightio, the final one. This is going to be – this has got to be easy. Think of drunk people with red like, hair. Sounds like the Ireland. Sounds like the RSL. Ireland. That is a great night out in Dublin, I can tell you. Never been to Ireland. Uh, I'd love um, to go to Ireland. They are great people mm-hmm. and uh, they have great beer. There's a good story about it in my book, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to buy the book or can we yeah, get a sneak got, peek? You just gave you one. Mm. Uh, watch, hey, yeah. Scotty the Eel. Hey, boys, who makes all the Australian cricket bats? All those trees cut down for their bats, all the balls what? they use. Is, mm. Are they going to stop batting? Ba- new bamboo bats yeah. are coming out, boys. Mm. Yeah, right. That'll happen. What about the leather? What what cows are they <laughs> carving that from now to make the balls? Well, they're mm. doing that to kill the cows so that they can stop releasing methane. Is Can you believe that? Is this now one of those shows <laughs> where, hello? Well, uh, Steve said, yeah, that's right. Cows have two stomachs, which affects the ozone layer. <laughs> right. There you go. Uh, watch the T20 Cricket World Cup on KO Sports, um, and I've been doing that. We're doing that in the uh, in the Sports Day studio at the moment. Sri Lanka, geez, they need to win this, don't they? They have to. The UAE won the toss and elected to bowl. Sri Lanka, none for 28. How, of how many overs? Three overs, is yeah, it? Three overs. So they need to win this. Otherwise, Sri Lanka are going home. For real? I mean, you'd think they'd they'd beat the UAE. Right? Well, you. Th- Thought, thought they, they might be, be Namibia. Namibia. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, today, uh, Namibia versus Netherlands. Netherlands won by five wickets. So they're going strong. I reckon they'll get through to the next stage, Netherlands. They've always been uh, strong. Didn't – or was it Denmark? Where did Funky Miller – where did he coach? Was it Netherlands? Wouldn't have a clue. No idea. You're the cricket commentator. Yeah, what are you asking us for, you <laughs> No, it's just, a, it's just a, a question I wanted to throw out there to see if you guys could – Funky um, Miller. Yeah, Colin Miller. Oh, right, yeah. Strange. Oh, Don't you remember him? Yeah, Funky. Yeah. Oh, of course, with the blue hair. Yes. Yes, yes Funky Miller. I do remember right, him. Welcome, on, welcome back, on board, boys. Back to the good old days of cricket. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, don't risk missing all your team's matches of the T20 World Cup on KO Sports. More texts. That's what he got for us. I've got plenty of texts here about the uh, the Australian cricket. Um is Cummins and other players going to give up on their IPL contract, seeing as India is one of the world's biggest polluters? I don't think Cummins plays IPL anymore, does Well, he? he did start, but he came back because of a hip injury in the last right. IPL. Um, uh, hi, boys. What, are the money out of, uh, what about the money that's, being, uh, that's going to be taken out of reinvesting into junior sport? It's a direct benefit of the money from commercial support. Is, uh, is, it being, is it denying the same opportunity for kids of today with the reduced pot of money? Great point. All that money goes has to be fed down through all the different categories and all the different divisions in sport from the top all the way down to to grassroots. Um, Mick, Mick wants to know if uh, will the one-day cricket day-nighters now be played by candlelight. Is, is, is that true? It won't be true. No. no? That won't happen. Not happening. Mm. Okay. All right. Um, 
We've also got here about uh, – we've already read that one out, but um, we got, spoke earlier on about the bonus system, about earlier on the show that the RLPA want to introduce – if you make the finals, players, you get a certain amount of money. If you get through the grand final, $16,000 per player. And Greg from Campbelltown says, I think it should be the lower teams get more money. For example, from a salary cap point of view, you finish 16th or next year's 17th, you get $15 million salary cap. 16th place gets 14.8 and so on all the way through to team number one. Yeah, that, that, I mean, I, I get that, but it's going to be tough when you've already got your salary cap at 15 million and then you've got players signed for the next three or four years and your cap's full. So it's it's a tough one, that. But look, I'm all for the RLPA fighting for players to make more money because at some point, the, the you know, as the game grows, I think players should get their fair share of the pot uh, and finals are obviously big and, and there's more money that comes into the game at that point. It's just how that gets distributed so that the teams at the top don't continually get better and better and it gives them mm. another leverage uh, and negotiating leveraging tool. Yep. Uh, text here from that jerk from Newcastle, Glenn. Uh, he didn't text us last night. How refreshing was it too? No, I actually was thinking about it today driving. I thought, I hope Glenn's okay. I, that thought didn't even cross my mind. Well, that's you, but G'day, Justin, Maddie, Sats, Badge, if you're listening. Badge would not be listening. No. And Jack, no bonuses for Sammy's and GF Radio. Uh, thank you for that, Glenn. Thanks for that text. Question for Maddie. Maddie, I do have questions. I want to ask you about your book, but I don't know what they are yet as I'm still waiting to get the book. Okay, thanks, Steve. <laughs> oh, yeah, Steve ordered it. He's the one. And yeah, yeah. I yeah. Remember, remember I sent you that text? Yes. He said he ordered Glory Glory as well which, in the same order, which is And I think Glory Glory's book. arrived already and, Has and he's still waiting for mine. Sorry, there's just been a lot of orders. In Glory Glory, you read the story <laughs> about four-day Fred. Four-day okay. Fred. Mm. There you go. Young Griffo. Young Griffo or Lil Drunk? As he was known, was our greatest export of that era. So that that um, little uh, young Griffo, who was you know one of our, our great boxers of all time, that Titus O'Reilly was speaking about earlier on, when he finally decided, I'm going to get on a. Like, he won a world title officially at the age of 18, one of the youngest, if not the youngest of all time. And and he fought drunk. Is this right? Never fought sober. His trainer used to try and get him arrested in the days leading up to fight, so he would be. He would be sober and dry in the cell and go and pick him up from the cell. And somehow between there and the fight, he would get some alcohol somewhere from someone in the crowd, whatever it may be, and he would fight drunk. Well, it's, it's, it's like a performance enhancer, though, because you wouldn't feel much. Exactly. Pain reliever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when he finally got on the, the boat in Sydney and it went out through Sydney Heads, he panicked and jumped off the back of the boat and swam back to the shore. Wow. <laughs> well, it's mate, a great story. It was. Mate, Two Ks, well, well, wasn't speaking it? speaking about, mm. like... Um, Young Griff being uh, a, a drunk fighter, and he, he probably would have thought if he couldn't drink, he wouldn't have been able to fight as well. Yep. Serge Bonko, the great French fullback. Yes. He would smoke a packet of cigarettes a day. Like, he was just a chronic chain smoker. He gave them up, played his worst rugby ever, thought, stuff this, I'm getting back on the darts, <laughs> and <laughs> he got back on and got back to playing good footy again. So, it's a, you know, every, everyone's different. It's to their own, yeah. We spoke to Cuzzy before. He said, can you please confirm with Matty, left rugby league to union, then back to league. I once read the reason why Matty left union to go back to league. The final straw apparently was I went to training and the boys were playing chess. Can you confirm <laughs> that? <laughs> there was a lot of chess being played. On trips away. Are you serious? And it was and, chess. And you know who played it the most? The front rowers. They loved it. 
They're a very really? intelligent bunch yeah, of front rowers, and and they're a very. It's a very. It's it's the FRU, the front rowers union. You mm. couldn't sit with them, <laughs> and mate, great bunch of guys. Uh, uh, the front rowers. I could. You could not. Well, I used to give them a bit of a hard time. So we're at Wallaby camp. You would have been a pain. Oh, in the mate, I was because the backs. You know, we don't do the. We don't have to pack the scrums <laughs> and do the lineouts and stuff. Anyway, so I've given them a hard time, and I think uh, Matty Dunning and a couple of the other boys have called me over to the scrum machine. Like, What's going on, boys? They said you're getting into hooker. They put me into hooker, bind it up tight, and hit that scrum machine. I, I thought I was going to pop. <laughs> was, I'm like, I'm never bagging you blokes again. It was uh, no, but I, I didn't leave because they were playing chess. But um, no, a good bunch of guys. I got some. Great friends from my rugby days. So in rugby league, on the rugby league but, bus, yeah, the rugby league players would be reading, I don't know, People magazine, or <laughs> is it more like the um, the Fin Review in well, rugby? Well, it's more like you know the Nelson Dela, Nelson Mandela's life story, and you know, uh, you know that that sort of stuff. But yeah, what? Like, mate, very very different culture, mm. but very similar. Yep, in a way. Rightio. Uh, Chef Ryan has sent us a text. It must be a new texter. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, Jason, Wales ain't in Europe, mate. It's in the British Isles you drip. Now, did I mention Wales? I, I mentioned no, you Ireland. Said, you said if this is not in Europe, the song. That's correct. Oh, the, it, it was Japan. Yeah. 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 Mm. I don't know. Sorry about that, mate. I, if I said that, I, I think I, I, I think I said Wales, but it oh, was you wrong. Did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So oh, it was sure. you. Yes, it was so, me. Sorry. sorry, can you – sorry, mate. What, what what was it? I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Right, thank you. Can you take that for me? Thank you. Yeah, sorry. Uh, hi, Sats. We're in Rat. Can we have the Rat on all the time? So much better than Justin, the fourth best cricket commentator. I agree. Yeah, I agree too. <laughs> mm. Grafton think- Bronco. Was that from Grafton Bronco? Yep. Oh, the Grafton Bronco. He's a good man, the Grafton Bronco. He messaged you. Didn't he did. for you. <laughs> Come back. One year. Big fan of the lawn. He sent me a message looking at my – I posted a picture of my lawn the other day. Are you I, bored? No, I, I just – I put a bit of time into the lawn. Oh, I used to all the time. I love well, it, right? mate. Yeah. Check this picture out. I'll show you how good it's looking. Hey, no, don't show <laughs> him. Didn't you win a Gold Coast City Council Award for your lawn once? Best garden. And best lawn, 1998. Cop really? That. Yep. Cop, cop oh, you would win in this day and age, and Melissa mate. Downs yeah, and some, I. There were <laughs> some good. There were some good lawns. Melissa Downs and I also got voted best dressed. Did you really on your lawn? No, we got best dressed, and I got best garden and lawn. And, so then, sh- and then Marty Bella, <laughs> actually, because my nickname, my nickname was Worm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's Rat. looking good. Really no, nice. mate, that's that's only. I'm Is only just buffalo? getting started. No, it's cooch. Really. Buffalo. This is a really good segment for radio, guys. You know, Can I just so Marty Bella when he retired from <laughs> right, the Gold yes, Coast, yes. the Gold Coast Chargers, on his way he got he packed up his truck and on his way to go back to Mackay, Serena, where he's from. Yep. And my nickname was the Worm, and so he knew how much I loved my lawn. So about three weeks, two weeks after he'd retired, I'm, I drive into my driveway and I used to always look at the lawn and go, "How could that look?" Oh. You put on that. Yeah. All of a sudden, I saw this little brown patches. I thought, "Have I got some lawn grub?" I don't know. Oh yeah, you got to get onto that. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I, it started getting worse. And what he did, he got some Roundup on his way past my place back to Mackay, knowing I couldn't get back at him. He had put in Roundup the letters W O R M worm right <laughs> across my lawn no. and never recovered. Haven't spoke to him. Ever since. Mighty I can God. hold a grudge. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can. I would too. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is Sports Day. We've got to go to a break. Uh, keep your text coming through from McDonald Jones. Their birthday sale is on now. Oh, before we go to the break, Maddie would have one of these. The Ziggy by Ziggler and Brown, those barbecues are the best barbecue on the market. Don't muck around with anything Pat else. Pat Cummins doesn't use them. 
Well, you need gas. Mm. Mm. Oh, no, they've got the, the, the wood chip ones as yeah, well. Coal. Oh, do they? Yeah. Coal. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, coal? We can't use coal. Oh. <laughs> can't cut down trees either, guys. What are you doing? Oh, gee. How do you well, you bury it, don't you, for for a while and come back to it? Yeah, I'm not, I've no idea. Do you hang it from a, Do you hang your meat from a tree and just hope it cooks in the sun? I don't know what you do. <laughs> I've got no idea. Maybe someone will know. Uh, I can win.com.au. That's where you go to to get yourself into the draw for the Ziggy by Ziggler and Brown. They're great barbecues. Not just saying that they are outstanding. My mate's got one. Very jealous. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. They bring you Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Great to have a professional like Matt Rogers in the studio oh, tonight along with Scott Sattler. No, it's actually good to have someone who has an opinion, oh. uh, who can write a book. When you're not here, Rat, you should see him. When you're about to come in, he runs around and he goes to Jack and I, Matty Rogers is coming in. That is not oh, true. Thanks for the cup of tea when I arrived. You're right, mate. Sorted Embarrassing. Out. Right, I turned that kettle off. Hey, he didn't want to waste power. <laughs> now, uh, Belmont from Clarence says, I saw Maddie in the bottle shop in Caratha in the northwest of WA in about 2016. Can you ask him what the hell he was doing there? It's puzzled me ever since. Fishing. You're a fisherman. I love fishing. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, what sort of fish? Bamboo poles and I catch them with my hands. <laughs> no, I don't really. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, my, my, my sister, my sister lives in a little town called Wickham, yep, which okay. is about oh, an hour out of Caratha. And I went over there at Christmas time. I spent two, get this, I went there and spent two weeks there. It was like 50 degrees every day, but we had the time of our lives. I, I, I done, I, we'd done Disneyland the year before with the kids mm-hmm. and I was so proud of them. So I said to them after that whole, I said, what'd you like more? You know, Caratha or Wickham where we were yep. or... And they said, oh, Wickham, we come back here any day. You know, like it was just the most amazing trip. Such beauty. Um, yeah, it was something else. Yeah, nice. Hey, we're going to do a uh, sports update right now. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Uh, the first sculpture of female cricketer in Australia is set to be installed at the SCG in January. Now, our, our sculptures around our sporting stars in this mm. country haven't been that great. They haven't hit the mark, really. Have they? Camp Smith and Billy's were horrendous. <laughs> did you ever see the stitch-up of Ronaldo when they did oh, that? Oh, mate, that was the best. Horrible. It was so good. Yeah. We don't know who it's going to be. So that doesn't matter, I guess. You could just put a statue there and say it's someone. Does it matter? Australia, a female cricketer. A female, who who would a they female put? Cricketer? Yeah, Australian female oh, cricketer. Right. Who would they put at the SCG? Who deserves it first? It, Belinda Clark? Mm. Well, there I was. I, I mean, I'm probably. I'm, I'm not in the top five. There was a female. I qualified to. But there top was a five, female I mean. cricketer way back. Yeah, there was. Like I, I, that's 60, one 70 decades ago. That, well, that's a long time ago. So that would be 600 years mm. if it's 60, 70 decades. Six or seven. I thought you said 60, 70. Yeah, there was a pioneer, and I'm, it's horrible that I don't know, but there was a pioneer in, a, in women's cricket that, yeah. I know. It, we've got some smart listeners. They'll know. Yeah, yep. someone will miss mm. it. 0457 for McDonald Jones Homes. Uh, Alistair Clarkson, Chris Fagan are reportedly set to return to the senior coaching Good. ranks at uh, both North Melbourne 
and also the Brisbane Lions. Well, Clarkson, of course, is his first. This is his first year at the. All next year is going to be his first year at the uh, at the Kangaroos, and of course there was the um, independent report that was around Hawthorne when he was coaching there, along with Chris Fagan, who was their their football department manager and also assistant coach, and allegations of racism, which was rife throughout the club under his uh, under his tenure. And during that investigation, they were never interviewed themselves, mm. and never offered. Isn't their, that bizarre? Never offered the right of reply as well before it was released. So the AFL is conducting their own inquiry. Uh, that is about to be finalised. Could be as early as this week, and it's going to be very interesting what the AFL come out with. Yeah. Um, a very touchy subject that uh, mm. when you talk, uh, you know what those clubs have gone through. But you know, it'll be interesting to see what they find. Geez, they've wrapped up some sort of investigation pretty quickly. They think it'll be finalised uh, as a, it could be as finalised as early as this week. The investigation. Is there an echo? See, this is what happens. You don't listen. You yeah, read the I, screen. No, I don't. <laughs> and I then just, you think you're being informative by saying something you, you we've already what? said. You know what? <laughs> Yeah, I'm guilty. Uh, I was thinking about, should I ask you guys about Max Verstappen? No. Verstappen, the, the Formula One driver. Could be heading towards early retirement. Why? I don't know. Isn't he only mid-20s or he's something? He's a gun. Mm. I don't I, Yeah. Well, he's, got, he's got some attitude too. I, he, li- I like him. I like him. He's my favourite driver. Yeah, he, yeah. Better than well, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, no, yeah. sir. Boring. Sorry. Sir Lewis. And yeah, this, this is the it's thing. only 25, this by the way. This is the thing, you know, like Max Verstappen, like she, he, he gets fired up and <laughs> this is the thing about Maddie sport. Maddie gets excited. No, no, he? I just said before, isn't he like in his mid-20s? You go, oh, he's 25, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> again. Sorry, again, I'm, I'm focusing on Maddie, <laughs> but, not you. But, you know, you, you talk about Lewis Hamilton being a bit boring and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. and, 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 and like, let, let's, let's throw it to, over to our sport, rugby league. You know, Jerome Luai gets all this, you know. Rugby hammered, league. Yep. Gets, you know. But people like they complain about it. And they, but but what do you want? Like what? Like we get criti- athletes get criticised. I say we like I used to for being boring and not having a personality. And then someone actually has a personality, mm. and then they get criticised. But for we don't it. like it in Australia. But wait on, are you saying Lewis Hamilton has a personality? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, like Max Verstappen has personality, and he he's a fiery customer, and it's, it's he's exciting to watch. People, but he gets criticised for it. And I referred back to a Jerome Luai, yeah. who, you know, he's got personality, he's fired yep. up, and he's a young guy having a good time. There's and that saying that uh, in America, if you've got a really nice sports car, everyone wants to get one and wants to drive it. Yeah. In Australia, if you've got the same sports car, everyone wants That's to scratch it. That was a fake laugh there. I wasn't listening that was again. A fake I was going to say, yeah. say yeah. I actually wasn't repeat listening. Because I'm about to ask you a question. Right. Um, oh, by the way, Max Verstappen's only 25. <laughs> um, he wants to try other sports. What could he try? Rally driving? Uh, they usually go go karts up. Maybe he goes Formula One down to go karts. Maybe rally, maybe. Supercars? A, a lot of those. A lot rallies, of those, yeah. A lot of those. Um, Drivers live in Monaco, and they all cycle with the cyclists that live in Monaco. Maybe he fancies himself as a bit of a cyclist. Oh, he don't want to be a cyclist. I know. What's that? What's the with the English guy Jensen Button? Was that? Was that a? That's Benjamin yeah, Button. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Jack, am I right, Jack? Yes. yes. The, Jack said he's yeah, a driver. He went into triathlon. Yeah, and he was he was a weapon. So. Last thing I'm going to see is Max Verstappen's <laughs> junk in lycra while I'm trying to get a coffee and a donut at breakfast time. I hate that. Oh. You'd be one of you're one of those. I know you are. 
You no, like no, to I, cycle. Well, you I, like don't, your, I don't shimmy. And your fancy I don't shoes. shimmy behind someone trying to get my coffee in. <laughs> okay, just, I'll tell you what. Just rub myself across <laughs> the back of the shoulders. Rat was in partnership with some ex-sports sports, yep. uh, former teammates in a cafe on the Gold Coast. Yes, yes. You were the first place from memory that had bike racks bike out the front. Of course. They yeah. spend a lot of money on coffee. Mm. You should also rent out shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And we know you're not sponsored. Get that stupid gear off and those stupid shoes. Why can't you wear thongs on your bike? Oh, mate, it's just about safety. You're not you a know? tap dancer. Tap you, strap yourself in. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime cyclist. Mate, a bit of time on one wouldn't hurt you, just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Is there a button you can push there for that? I can't wait for Brooke Hanson to come in Thursday night. <laughs> She's nice to me. Uh, this is Sports Day for the Kia Sportage. It's been crowned Drive Car of the Year. Set at kia.com.au. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage. Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back. Welcome back. Australia's most wanted. The Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage Cars of the Year. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Are you all right there? Uh... No, I'm reading a text here from uh, from Mars. Welcome back, listeners, to Sports Day. Uh, Woogie and Worm. Uh, did somebody just text in and say, I saw a rat in the bottle shop and have always wondered what he was doing there? What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good one. For expert car service, book into your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Uh, I might ask Rat a couple of questions while you uh, chew on your mm-hmm. vegetarian sausage. Smells all right. No, it doesn't. Vegetarian sausage, that's, isn't that an oxymoron? Yeah, it's just a carrot in skin. <laughs> Black pepper, vegetarian sausages. Are you a vegetarian, Sats? No, I'm not. Right. I just don't mind some of the food. Yeah, no, it's good. Mm. I, I'm, gets, I'm the same. He's, uh, he's a tofu lover as well. <laughs> it's, oh, it's the <laughs> worst <laughs> place to be of a night time. And it smells rank, by the way. Oh. Uh, reports today at Manly will no table. No worse than your breath. And, oh, come on. Mm. I was wondering why he sits that far away from you. Uh, Anthony Seabold, uh, maybe yeah. a three-year term uh, from Manly to take him to the end of 2025. He's still in the UK. Uh, he'll probably, probably finish off the rugby union what is it, the spring tour that's coming out? Uh, well, he's, only, he's, he's over there for six weeks. So he's only there, over there for a short term. Um, now that he's looks like that he's been offered this deal and if he he does sign and most probably will sign the three-year offer to Manly, I, I, I would anticipate that that would be broken. He'd have to come back. Have to come back for first week of November. You can't you can't sign a deal, be the man, and then say, yep, yeah, I'll, I'll catch you in a couple of weeks into your preseason. And Particularly the, with, going, with, what's with what's going, going on. And the contingency plan is that they've – looks as though that Shane Flanagan has agreed to be his assistant coach. Like it or not like it, guys? I like it. Assistant coach, go for your life. I, as I've said publicly before, I don't think Shane Flanagan should be a head coach in the NRL. Go to the UK Super League. Assistant coach, go for your life. Absolutely. But well, um, I, think, I think he could be a big help for Anthony Seaball. In what well, way, Matty? Is, well, is it breaking I, down the messages? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I mean, obviously, you know, from a Sharks family, so I was around the team a little bit when uh, when the Sharks won the comp. And uh, I, I think Shane just really simplifies the game mm. and breaks it down. For I mean, footballers are a, a pretty simple bunch, you know. We, we get six opportunities with it, we kick it, and then, you know, we tackle and then we have another go. Mm. Um, I think if you get too complicated and confused kids – it can take away from their actual ability. And uh, I think Shane can maybe break down those messages that Seabold will be sort of trying to push, 
put in. And it's a good point you make because I'd like to think that Anthony Seabold, now given um, his third opportunity, he was used as a consultant at Newcastle as well. Um, but with South Sydney, the Broncos, that he's learnt a few lessons in relation to what you say about rugby league players. Yep. And he's a highly articulate and intelligent man. He breaks down the game and he's really good to listen to. I, we've done a fair bit of work with him at, at SEN calling SEN League. And I really enjoy his commentary. I really enjoy our conversations. But I think that the, the message that he has got is that you need to simplify things. And if you can't do it, you need someone alongside you that can. So it's a point you make. Well, you've got two coaches with you know, top-level experience. Um, you've got a coach in Seabol who, yeah, he, he inherited a side at South and he got them to a prelim final. Coach but of he, the year, But yeah. he's dealt with elite players in an elite system and unfortunately things didn't go the way he wanted it at Brisbane and, you know, who knows what he's learned from that. I know uh, Eddie Jones is one of the best coaches I've ever played under. So he's going to get nothing but benefit from being uh, working with him over with the England side at the moment. To come back over here to partner up with a guy who's won a premiership at the top level. Um, you know, it's always going to be better having two heads there that can sort of nut out a certain problem or an issue and move forward than the one. Because, you know, you know what, you, you, that support at that level is critical. Mm. Uh, we've got a good show text come through from G-Man in, in Brizzy. Good. It's not great, mm. but it's good. Hey, Matty, was there an All Blacks player you really got on with and still keep in touch with? Good question. Mm. Um, not really. I mean, Rico Gear, uh, I, he was here on the coast for a while, so I caught up with him a few times. He was coaching down at Bond Uni uh, on the Gold Coast, but he's a great fella. But all the Kiwi boys, really good guys. Tanu Mungo always got on with really well. He's frightening. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's a frightening human, oh, mate, wasn't he? Try standing opposite him during yeah. the hucker. <laughs> you think he's frightened to look at him like, yeah. Um, but they were all really good guys. One thing I loved about playing the All Blacks is it didn't matter – you know, what was on the line or where you played, you knew you were going to be in for a game, but it was always going to be a fair game. They weren't going to be filthy. They mm. weren't going to be dirty. Um, a little bit different when you play France or South Africa or England. Um, very different. Rightio. Uh, got to go to a break. We're going to talk about Madge joining the Raiders when we come back. Uh, this is Sports State. Thanks to Kia. Back in a moment. Last blast. The end of the show. What? Yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about Madge. No, don't, don't go yet. We've oh. still got a couple of minutes. And also Satz's... Last laugh on the way next. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back soon. For Kia, the Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. All right, boys, we're back. We're going to talk about Eddie Jones. I said, yeah. would he work in league? Oh, absolutely. And he said, oh, you don't get – Matty said, you don't get Japan to beat South Africa like you just, in a World what Cup. What he can get out of people and his understanding of games and the way he breaks things down. Like the, the year in 2013 when we won the – when we won, well, won the World Cup, no. In 2003 when we got beaten in the World Cup mm. final, no one gave us a hope in the semifinal against New Zealand. We got beat by 60 by him you know, two months earlier, but he just worked them out. And they didn't work. They didn't realise how smart Eddie was, and we just worked out their game plan and put it to them and we beat them. Mm, you know, incredible. Um, and nearly, well, Mark, got, nearly got England. Well, Michael Chica, coach of Lebanon, yep. they were really good against New Zealand the other day. Mate, Czech is a great leader of men too. Yep. Um, and, you know, grew up in a league-mad town in too, Sydney, yeah. a Roosters fan, and, um, 
Yeah, look, I, I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's wrong to look outside the box. I mean, Alan Jones did it. Absolutely. Grand Slam Tour. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, I mean, who knows what we see in the future. Uh, text of the night, by the way, uh, that picked up a, a double pass to the Golden Eagle Race Day, Rose Hill, Saturday, 29th of October. Thanks to Racing New South Wales, it goes to whom, Sats? Uh, Warzel, first text. Uh, it's quite a long one, but it's it's around the, the Australian cricket and the Linter Energy. Um, what does he believe in? That's the question everyone is missing here. He missed out on... He lost his job and couldn't go and get his, his beer from the bottle shop because he didn't believe in the vaccine mandates in Perth. And he just says uh, the hypocrisy of it all and make a stand, otherwise shut up and enjoy your career. Madge is going to the Raiders. Like it or not? I love it. I think uh, I think Madge will be great with Stick. Okay. Sats, you're part of the show. No, I think he's an outstanding signing. As I said, I I, I thought he would have been really good for the Gold Coast Titans and, and Justin Holbrook, but... They've missed him. We have good texts and bad texts. You mm. blokes are 100% imbeciles. Both proposed manly coaches are highly tainted. Forget it. So <laughs> we do get people saying good show, bad show. Actually, uh, Steve from Dubbo sends the same text every night, same time, saying another outstanding show, fellas. Absolute radio gold. He has actually bought your book. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. And you're going to Dubbo, I right? am going to Dubbo. I'm just trying to find the dates. First week of first week of November, I'm, I'm up in North Queensland, Cairns, Rockhampton. I go all the way up to Bamaga, right, right up north. But a, a lot of regional areas. I'm out at Mudgee, Bathurst. You know, I'm, I'm sort of all over regional Australia. Um, and we made it that way because we sort of figure, like, it's easy to do it in the city, but we want to get out and see, you know, supporters out in the bush and out in the regional yep. areas because I don't get to see a lot of the um, footy teams and all that sort of stuff. So I thought we'd go out to them and do a little tour and sign a few books. Will you sign Steve's book? Steve, I'll sign it twice. Oh, that's nice. Mm. That's very nice, isn't it? Uh, are we missing anything else? Any text you want to uh, Seabold has done nothing in the NRL as he was given a good roster at South and it could only get into a prelim. Plus, Seabold was highly disliked at the Broncos. We proved he wasn't an NRL coach again. Well, I will say, like, he wouldn't, he certainly wouldn't be my first choice. Mm. Um, but look, not everyone make, makes, when you make decisions in positions of power, you're not going to please everyone. Obviously, oh, I know. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, they've seen something at Manly that we haven't seen. Um, and they like, you know, what, what well, he was there before is. as an assistant, lives in the area as well. His family stayed in Sydney uh, in the area as well. So, yeah. Space. Here's the lo- highlight of the night. Yep. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. This is, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is this yours, This actually Sats. isn't a joke. It's actually a, a public announcement. Just a mate of mine, uh, David, lost his... He had his ID stolen, so I'll just call him Dev. <laughs> oh, God. That's horrible. Yeah. Uh, grab a podcast of the show, uh, wherever you grab your podcast from. Thanks to Titus O'Reilly, who joined us tonight. Matty Rogers, thanks for popping in again. Pleasure. Great having you here. And listeners, wow, I think we broke the record for text messages tonight. Thank you very much. We'll be back you again tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, have a good one, everybody. Catch up. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.